0: What's happening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wrapping with Reef Bum. I'm your host, Keith Berkelhammer. So, on today's live stream, I welcome Andrew Sandler, who has a 17,000 gallon reef tank in his house. Andrew, man, thanks for, uh, for joining us tonight. Thank you, and my pleasure. So before we start chatting with, uh, with Andrew and I, I see a whole bunch of you folks are um, already in the, in the chat and I uh, welcome you as always to leave your comments or questions. It's a great opportunity here to ask uh, Andrew uh, far away at him to see how he tends to this uh, massive tank and all the other tanks he has in his house. But before we start chatting with Andrew, I do want to thank the sponsors of the show, Bulk Reef Supply and EcoTech Marine. Really appreciate them supporting the show as well as you folks out there supporting it as you have in the past and tuning in. Please spread the word. And don't forget to hit the like button so more people can find this live stream. And I will do my best to keep track of your questions in the uh, in the chat. So, Andrew, man, I um, we were talking before the show. I've been watching a lot of videos of your setup, the 17,000-gallon aquarium it uh it blows my mind i've got a whole bunch of questions for you but how did you uh, how did you get to this point how did you start uh your reef keeping journey
1: the same way most people start right someone takes you to an uh, aquarium store and you get 10 gallon tank with live bearers and 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 then you know a few years later you you, you have a 20 gallon tank with maybe some african cichlids this is my grandfather basically <clears throat> you ride your bike to the aquarium on crazy streets, which you can't imagine that my parents actually allowed me to, to, to ride my bike. I don't think they even knew. <laughs> used to put the fish in the baskets. Wow. 40-gallon, um, 55-gallon discus. Uh, and then before college, I went, I went to Saltwater. Uh, I took a few-year hiatus in college and then sort of came back to it and went sort of crazy. You went big. I went big. I lived in uh, Manhattan for a few years. Got kicked out of two buildings. Because of your reef tanks? One because of a. Do- I had a flood. Yeah, actually, my <laughs> RO gasket blew in the middle of the night, and we woke up to a super cold um with water up to my ankles in the whole apartment
0: (laughs) wow i've I've kept a reef tank in an apartment but it was i think the biggest one i had was like a 90 gallon uh reef tank but jeez yeah all right
1: this was this was filling in a 55 gallon brute thing and and the uh the pressure blew and whatever it was squirting everywhere all, all night
0: uh, I want to thank ACI Aquaculture for that super chat. Thank you both, uh, Chris and Amanda Meckley. There, sending some Christmas cheers to Reef Bum. All right, man, and got a couple of beers, uh, glasses clanking there. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So you, um, how, how? So let's let's talk about um, this seventeen thousand gallon tank. Let's dig into this thing a little bit. Uh, how long has this thing been up and running? And how long did it take you to plan this out and build it?
1: The tank is uh, just a, a little over two years from the first fish. Okay. And we believe from planning until that first fish, and again, there was a lot of two leaks. One was actually leaking while I cycled. I had to drain the whole thing.
0: You're, you're kidding me. You drained 17,000 gallons out of that tank.
1: Twice. Twice. Jeez. Jeez. But we, we think um I think we think six years between planning, plumbing, construction, fixing, ready to go. Um
0: you
1: know, we we did I added extensions to the house and put the roof had to take the roof off.
0: You had to take the roof off to, to get the tank in put, or it just to no, um
1: put the vats in to put a lot of the sub basement vats in.
0: I'm gonna um I'm gonna play the um the video while we talk of the uh, display tank, and I want to thank uh, Rashid from Stories Reef for providing this uh, video. If um, if you haven't checked out Rashid's uh, YouTube channel, Stories Reef, check it out. But he he's um, he's visited you a few times, and he's taken taken several uh, videos of this impressive impressive uh, tank. So um, yeah, now before the show, we we're also talking about all the fish in this tank, and 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 I was asking you a question in terms of how many fish you think is in this tank. And, and, um, I think you're just, you were guesstimating between three to 500, 500 plus fish.
1: Somewhere along the line when, when, uh, I asked Yeltsin how many gobies little, you know, sand gobies went in from quarantine. And he said to me, I, I, I I don't know. I lost track. (laughs) We stopped counting. So we literally are not sure. Although I probably to spend time on a species list, I probably could
0: get a guess. See, man, you, you should have. Every time you guys put some fish in, you should have uh, taken inventory. You're right, you know. Um, but, um, so, all right, there's, um, and so one of the other funny things I wanted to mention here is uh, about Rashid's uh, videos is that, um, he and we're not using the audio from his uh videos here, but, um, every now and then he would he would say, holy moly and that, that was the comments that he would make in terms of looking at the uh, the display tank and also the equipment and uh, I certainly see you know now looking at the video that this tank is worthy of the holy moly um, phrase because it's jaw-dropping it really is and and we'll uh, we'll show the equipment video too and and the the equipment video that I uh, I, I just took some snippets from rashid's uh, videos and it's just little um, you know, it, it doesn't paint the whole picture. I don't think it's, it's, it paints a, a bro, in broad strokes in terms of what you got going on with this system. Um, how, how complicated of a system is this? I know I, you know, a lot of reef keepers that I talk to, you know, talk about, they strive to make uh, their systems as simple as possible. Simplicity is always, you know, one of the keys in terms of trying to have, uh, you know, optimize success for, for reef keeping. But, um, this can't be a simple system right I mean this is um, this is something that has a lot of thought a lot of automation put into it
1: yeah there's a, there's a basically an industrial I hired an industrial automation water plant guy <laughs> that built us a custom PLC and then wrote millions of lines of code um, and and it's not it's the kind of code that like you got to he comes and sits there and tests it, so you can get to see the, what things are doing. You can't do it remotely. So these were a lot of hours, um, almost a year, a year and a fraction of of computer code.
0: And and how do you how do you plan something like this out? Did you have like somebody that you leaned on in terms of a consultant an advisor? Did you go out and tour public aquariums because that's what you really have there, Andrew? Is you've got an aquarium like what? The public aquariums have on display. You know that's
1: all, all, all the above, and um, uh, Jonathan at Country Critters basically wanted to build me a uh, a bulletproof situation, and so you know it was a no cost object issue, and we just we just built the the best. Um, obviously, there was some switches and changes made along the way and, and, and upgrades. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was basically designed so that I could actually go away on weekends and, and, and watch it from the computer and monitor things. And that being said, there's somebody here 24 hours anyway. So
0: Right, we were talking before, and and you're you essentially have a uh, an alert system set up. Not only that, you're not only you're not the only person getting these alerts, but there are several other people getting the alerts. So it's a it, this tank system is monitored 24/7. Four,
1: four, four of us. Four of us get get the computer and the alerts.
0: I'm just looking at some of the comments here in the uh, in the chat. Uh, Eric Charland says it's like Disney World. You learn something different about it every time you're there. Um, Robert King's Clownfish. Hey, Andrew, looking good. Um dude, dude. Hey
1: guys. Hey, guys.
0: Eric is saying again, it's better than a public aquarium, and the tour guide's better, too.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe I set a new bar for the public aquariums. Um, that would be great if I did.
0: Blue Reef is saying, is this the store in Long Island? No, Country Critters is in Long yes. Island. Right. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. You know, Jonathan has big experience with running a store and whatever, but he had a hire engineers and flow pipe specialists and soil specialists and all sorts of engineers. There must have been 10, 15 engineers that sort of worked on this project. We we contacted, we spent a lot of time with Joe and Laura um, at Long Island Aquarium um going through what worked what didn't work
0: and so forth i'm i'm showing the video now of the equipment and this is again thanks yeah. to uh rashid and stories reef we're looking at a whole bunch of things i'll, I'll just kind of like tell you what we're seeing here since you're not watching it on uh, on youtube but it looks to me like we've got a whole bunch of um reactors in there i think there's a a, a sulfate reactor that you have in there right and i'll ask you a little bit about that um yep. protein skimmers Two gigantic protein skimmers for this uh, seventeen thousand gallon tank.
1: Yeah, two two big MRCs. We changed that from we had one big Bermuda and we changed it to two MRCs, and we got to double the water flow through.
0: Wow, uh, I think there's a couple other uh, reactors, maybe some nitrate reactors. I'm looking at there. you you've...
1: Yeah, nitrate GFO reactor. Um, we're running a carbon reactor, believe it or not which i debate all the time um, oh really yeah i mean there's no doubt about it between the ozone and the, and the carbon you get a little a little head of lateral line on, on some of the fish right. um i've tried changing carbons now a few different times and we'll see
0: so i see there's a a big honking uv sterilizer you've got a whole big qt system set up there for not only uh fish but also for, uh, for corals, this is a, a, a yep. two level um, equipment yes. room, right? So you're going down to, yes. the, uh, to the second level. Yes,
1: the engine room is in the sump Engine basically. room, yes. so
0: that's where the sump is. That's, right. um, we're also looking at 10,000 gallons of makeup water. Is that what uh, I understand? Jeez. <laughs> and,
1: we, and we can make 10,000 gallons a day of our own if we push wow. it. Wow. Wow.
0: Okay, holy moly.
1: <laughs> it also can heat that water up from 60 to 80 in about 20 minutes.
0: Right, and I and I, I don't think we've seen it yet, but there's a, a separate room where we've got heaters in that hole. It's, it's, the boiler. Boil, boil, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like it's got its own.
1: Natural gas.
0: Wow. Um, I think we're looking at part of the sump there. Uh, Eric is saying there's two UV sterilizers. You have two UV sterilizers? Yeah.
1: One's for the office tank upstairs. The other one, there's only one big one for, for the main system. It's uh, 10 bulbs, 375 watts each wow. bulb.
0: <laughs> then we're looking at uh, outside, and it looks like a little courtyard area there. You've got a whole bunch of generators, and my understanding is you've got one generator that backs up the, all the fish tanks.
1: Maybe one and a quarter, one, or three quarters one, of a one, one and a quarter.
0: <laughs> and. Uh, there is also, I think, some uh, chillers out there can...
1: Dectron, the anti-humidification in white, and then the uh, the greens are the train chillers, the the, exalt, the uh, condensers. I see uh,
0: Rashid is saying that uh, you use ESV salt. That's not a cheap salt.
1: No, and... and uh, it's an
0: awesome uh, salt, though. I used to some, use it.
1: Some, sometimes I, I want to take Bob's uh, stuff and bury it in a bunker. <laughs> And, and, and like Terminator guns, you know, to have extra around. But he delivers to me um, or guys deliver to me uh, every two weeks. We get about 12,000 gallons of liquids.
0: Did he have to open up a se- uh, separate plant just for you?
1: No, but he gets up very early to make his donuts. <laughs> 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 we, use, uh, we use bulk, the bulk sodium chloride and magnesium sulfate that he recommended so I don't use his stuff, but I will use someone else's
0: stuff. So Reef Keeper is asking, does he have his own power plant? Can't imagine what it costs to supply electricity to this tank.
1: That number I have given out. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay giving it out. Um, the elect, first of all, we have, they wouldn't let me have phase three power in, this, in the neighborhood. So I had to go phase one and do converters and VFDs. And we needed two 800 amp services, hmm. separates. And for prior to the tank, my electric bill running the house was probably four thousand a month, maybe. Prior to
0: the big tank.
1: And prior to the opening any okay. tank, yeah. And on a, on a you know average basis, the the utility bill now is sixteen thousand wow. a month. So I'm just guessing that
0: the tank was 10-12-ish. Well, I don't feel so bad about my utility bill now.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> or your salt bill. <laughs>
0: it's a hell of a lot cheaper than yours, Andrew. <laughs> um, all right, where do we, uh, where do we start here uh, in, in terms of kind of digging a little bit uh, deep? Sulfate reactor. I don't, I've never heard of a sulfate reactor. What's, the, what's a sulfate reactor for?
1: So you put pellets of, of sulfur uh, uh, chips or, or round little nuggets and you run the water extremely slow through it. And it basically acts as a denitrator. The, the bacteria, denitrifying bacteria grows on the pellets, on the sulfur. And you run an ORP probe and you run it negative. Like you open the thing up, it smells like rotten eggs Ooh. a little bit. Um, and they clog and they're a pain in the neck. But they really work unbelievable. Um, we have two in there. We're actually going to upgrade to a huge MRC one. That's the next project.
0: A, um, a bigger sulfate reactor.
1: One big MRC one with a separate chamber for aragonite. Once it goes from the low pH into it's sort of like a calcium reactor. Uh, this MRC one will have an automatic blow system so we can dislodge the mum and collect it in a bag or whatever instead of it clogging all the time. Right now, these sulfur reactors, I would say, are are taking up, I don't know, maybe 25% of our time dealing with this Oh, wow.
0: Things. Yeah, that is a time. So.
1: They're very, very temperamental. Uh, the ORP probes, we like to run at negative 2 to 300, negative ORP. You get clogged, it goes to minus 400, and then you run it too fast, and it only goes, starts going positive, and like that.
0: So, you need to run the sulfate reactor as well as uh, a couple of nitrate uh, reactors. So, you're you're have you got a huge, huge, uh, um, uh, you know, need to remove that organic waste in that tank, along with the two skimmers.
1: Yeah, we're basically, we feed these fish four or five times a day. We're feeding five pounds of fish. I think the sulfur reactors are already undersized, and my nitrates are not getting above 15 ppm. Oh, really? So so I I believe I'll be able to get to, I'm actually worried about the opposite.
0: Getting too low.
1: Yeah, but I'll feed it if I need
0: to. So we um we didn't we didn't see a lot of shots of, of corals in the tank. Is um I would imagine like further down in the bottom of that tank. I mean, how tall is the tank? How how, how many um how many feet?
1: So so it's uh, nine feet from the from the bottom to the top, but it's buried two feet underground. Right,
0: right. So it's recessed a couple of feet.
1: Recessed yeah. two feet.
0: Um, and w- what are you using to light the tank? What are the lights?
1: Uh, max spec commercial LEDs, thousand wires in the front, and about two 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 one thousands and about eleven five hundreds. And they're the 14k, and there's some we have some 20k's mixed in. And we're getting we're getting par at the bottom, like depending on where it's it's sort of the angles that's the issue. It's not it's not the straight down a light hanging. I can get three four hundred on the bottom. Really? But if it's angled and and you're on a vertical ledge, it might be less. So
0: So these are LEDs, or did I misunderstand that you've got. They're all LEDs. They're They're all LEDs. LEDs. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You know, that's interesting because I've had a couple of folks on the show that, um, you know, run displays in in public aquariums. And it sounded to me like, you know, a lot of these um, folks, they're still, a lot of public aquariums are still using metal halides. And and I, um, you know, and just in talking with them, it sounds like obviously LEDs is, um, is, is, it's a much more, um, you know, it's, it's technology that a lot of folks are using and metal halides. See, I mean, I use metal halides in my, my, my tank. I've been using metal halides for, for years and years and years, but, uh, you know, at some point in time, I guess you got to wonder, you know, how much longer they will be making bulbs for those kind of fixtures. And
1: I still have about 50 of them in my garage, still brand new. We're actually going to run a clam tank and we're going to use metal, metal halide. Um, the problem with this one was, uh, unlike Joe's tank, Riverhead, where you can stand up in there and walk on a catwalk, yeah. here you gotta like sort of crawl. I only have about three and a half foot of clearance, so it would get too hot, and your, your back would cook. Right.
0: So that's not an option for you then, hey lads.
1: It Was not a, an option.
0: How how are your uh, corals doing in that tank? You know, I I I, I, I didn't see a lot.
1: They're, they're doing they're doing great exceptionally great although they're not loving the hydrogen peroxide I'm dosing now for this little ick problem right you want to uh, which we can talk about whenever you want. yeah, yeah you, know, you want to uh, yeah the, no
0: if you want to you that uh, could be a good segue you want to talk about you so you've got you've got an issue with Ick right now and 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 you've you know so we already you know talked about this quarantine system you have for the fish and and um you've got the uv sterilizer for the big tank how do you um, how do you think it got through
1: First of all, I don't think it was an accident that the bulbs are exactly one year old already. Mm. Mm. Okay? And one's out, so I only have nine instead of ten. Yeah. I don't think it's an accident. Yeah. We change them every Christmas, and they like to change them when I'm away on vacation because I get too nervous when they're off. Uh, so, so um, I don't know. We put in some, some new fish. We put, we put in some new coral. Nobody who stands up and raises their hand. I didn't see anything. Um, could have been cross-contamination. It could have been a cystic thing on a rock that a coral came yeah. on. Maybe 45 days was not enough. Maybe there was a white dot on, on something that I didn't see. Like, like who knows? And um, sort of like COVID, right? I mean, it, it, once you got it, it it's invisible. I mean, unless you know the, the 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 person you got infected from, it almost doesn't matter.
0: Um, so, what what is your normal QT process in terms of fish? So, you've got the QT tank set up there. What do you do in terms of uh, medicating and then uh, observing? You know, what what's your uh, kind of procedure there for QT?
1: Uh, we do almost everything except microwave.
0: <laughs> but
1: but we, we, the, the base soup is either. Uh, the copper copper power or chloroquine phosphate. We use a lot of chloroquine on certain fish that we realize it just does right. better. Um, and then after uh, depending on what kind of fish it is if, there are times I move them out after two weeks. There are times I let them go to the 35 days. If I move okay. them out they go into a sterilized, another sterilized system. If I don't they start prosy Two to three times, um, you know, the last week, and um, we start feeding Metro and Fenbendazole on the food, and usually then they, they then they go into another watch system for another two weeks.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's I actually think there's more risk in that two week no med. Watch system because that's where you can get some cross contamination. Um, but oh, by the way, I, I'm also doing a substantial amount now more for baths, either before they go into quarantine or after. It, there's too many um, prosy resistant flukes around and stuff where you know, ectoparasites, where the prosy's too weak. <coughs>
0: I uh I, I commend you Andrew because I I have never had a quarantine tank set up for uh, for fish. I, I have like a coral quarantine tank, but in terms of um you know my reef keeping career, I've always just um tried to get my fish at reputable places, but that doesn't always uh that doesn't always uh, that's 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 a really very risky uh, proposition, you know, if you if you do get it from somebody that does go through the uh the kind of protocol that you're talking about, I mean there are some vendors out there that uh, that do yep. that, and um
1: yeah but I'm friendly with all of them
0: yeah yeah
1: and i've gotten, I've gotten fish from all of them, and most of the time I still put them in two weeks' observation they go in the back yeah
0: i i mean i I've, I've had like um on on fish and 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 what have you but um I've never. I've been fortunate, I guess. I've never had an, an you know, a, a situation where my whole fish population just really, you know, had had it and, and got wiped out. I guess I've had issues with uh, with with some sort of disease, and I, you know, lost some uh, a bunch of fish mysteriously. But what what's what's going on in your tank in terms of that ick? I mean, are you uh, are you losing well, fish, or are you just uh, okay? No, good.
1: no zero deaths zero, and I would say it's only on. 5% of the oh, fish, 10% okay. of the fish. But I see flashing and scratching on the tangs. I see the dots um, on on the smooth scale fish that seem to be bothered the most. Irritating, more, more of an irritation. Um, you know, when I saw it, I was just like, oh no. I mean, you know, you start going through, like, what, what are you going to do? It's coral. Yeah. I mean, this is like the, the nightmare of all time. But, um, we're managing it right now. And, and we're managing it. i sort of tell you the sort of things we're doing. One is we started putting diatomaceous earth in the pool filters in the, in the, uh, the sump room. So we usually just have four big pleated cartridges. We change every four or five days. Now we put in the diatom powder. It's, you know, one micron. And we had to actually have a separate new check valve made so that the diatom powder doesn't go back into the tank. And you shut it off, which is another issue because then it just recirculates right. again. Um, so that's first thing. The second thing is we cranked up the ozone pretty good. I raised my ORP I'm running, I usually run like 350, but I'm, I'm over 400 now. <clears throat> uh, and just about four or five days ago, we started adding hydrogen peroxide, the heavy duty stuff, 32 yeah. percent.
0: Mm. Well,
1: wow. um, doing it between three and four times a day, and you know it, 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 there are issues with it. Like I can see some of the corals starting. To not
0: happen.
1: happy. Yeah, they're, they're not the colors. Not there as much. It's starting to lighten up a little bit, right? We may have to lower the lights. I'm going to probably lower them again a little bit. Um, what else do I see? Oh, you know what happens the ORP drops like a rock from 400 to 170. After Peroxide. The, uh, yeah. And so we don't know whether, like, it takes half a day for the ozone to crank on to get it back up. And I don't know whether I'm oxidizing too much or not oxidizing too much or, or, or what to run the ozone at. Because it's on all day, cranked. Um...
0: Rashid is wondering if uh the di- the uh, the diatom filter be better running out of the main tank to get the free floaters just a thought.
1: Yeah, it would be great um we we as opposed to the sump and a loop. But that would require a whole new engine and plumbing and piping behind the tank and uh we wanted to keep the water downstairs. But yeah, that it's something we talked about. What um Oh, by the way, there's also a huge sand filter in the tank.
0: Yeah, talk um, about that. What,
1: what, what's it's, a sand uh, filter? It's, it looks like a big pool's oval dome. And instead of sand, it's filled with glass and inert uh-huh. media. It's just like these little beads, you know? And that can filter, you know, pretty close to like five, 10 microns. And it has to be backwashed, though, it gets dirty. So we are changed, just on the backwash alone, to to backwash that into my cesspools, that's a 1,000 gallons a week. (laughs) Without doing a water change. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll just keep going and doing the water change.
0: What what kind of water change do you do and how often?
1: So we do the 1,000 gallons once a week, and I would say every other week we'll we'll go between 25 and 4.
0: Wow. That's... That's a big water change. Um, David Waters yeah. is asking what your pH is in that tank. What's your range?
1: You know, I find the biggest drop is when it's a, a storm, a low-pressure storm and raining outside. Um, but other than that, it's between 8 and 8.2. It doesn't change much. We, we drip caulk water at night. Um, actually, we don't drip it. We actually The evaporation is 45 gallons a day. So we actually have a 45-gallon jug, and we make it fresh every day with the caulk. And literally at 7, 8 o'clock at night, we just open the valve and let it flow in for a few hours overnight.
0: So, yeah, that's interesting. I, I use uh, a caulk washer as well. So you're, are you, are, is that getting stirred up at all, or is it just basically getting mixed and then just— uh...
1: we, we stir it up manually and close the lid. And then it, 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 it's, one, it's a one-day one batch, and it gets made the next day.
0: And, and what is your um, alkalinity and calcium run in that tank?
1: We run it, uh, well, the ESV salt runs uh, about nine two nine three. So that's about where we run it. We'll let it drift down to 8.8 or something like that zip code. But uh, believe it or not, my calcium reactor is not even on yet, even with this amount of coral. Right. We saw the. we've been using the cork and two-part. Oh. And okay, I, I mean, so far so good, and it's so good that like I'm debating whether or not I go that route. I'm a little afraid of the pH thing.
0: If you turn the calcium reactor on, yeah. Um, how many how many gallons of uh, two part are you using in a day?
1: Only 700 mils a day, broken up by four, by, by by about four doses. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not a lot.
1: No. And, and I, and I think it's just the amount of coral and the volume of water. I mean, I keep asking yeltsin like, is it going down? Is it going? No, we tested at different times during the day. To, nope, 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 no. Nope. I, I assume as you know, we'll probably double that at some point, but right now it's not that much. Is
0: is your goal to have more uh, corals in that tank? And, um, you know, what, what, what it, it is your desire to have like a mixed reef type of tank? Or are you more into the sticks? What's what's your kind of vision for the tank in terms of corals?
1: Uh, I, I'm good. Th- this was designed for fish first yeah. and find the coral they don't eat. <laughs> okay? I mean, I have a wolf pack of semi butterflies in here that taste yeah. everything. Uh, there are... Um angels, the angels aren't too bad, but the uh raccoon butterflies. I mean there are things that just get chowed right away. And now we're starting to learn what gets chowed and what yeah. doesn't. You can take a piece of stylo that you they gotta chow that and they don't. And then you take the same piece that is a little thinner, but it's bird's nest and this and then it's gone. I, like who knows why? I have no idea. Um the smooth skin acros seem best, they leave them alone. Monty's, no issue huh. with at all.
0: You have, um,
1: then upstairs, you know, we're gonna have a 2500 upstairs where it will be reversed, where the corals come first, and I don't want to f- fish above this size in the tank, and it'll be all be reef safe.
0: Uh, oh, awesome! So, that's that's uh, that's another 2500 gallon uh tank, you're gonna have to uh have, uh, your folks tend to there and, and you tend to. So we, we, need, help.
1: Need, help. <laughs> we need help. We need
0: help. We were talking before the show, you have 13 separate systems in that house.
1: We think if you include the coral vats and the quarantine systems and they're all separate systems and they all suck up alkalinity, whatever. Yeah, we're 13 now.
0: That that's yeah, that that's a lot to keep track of. That is a lot.
1: It, it is. I mean, you know, Yeltsin goes batty sometimes.
0: <laughs> so uh, let's get back to the fish. Your your prized possession is a Picasso tang, correct, or is it one of you prizes? What, so what 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 would you say are your uh, your top fish in terms of um, your favorites? I mean, that Picasso
1: tang. It was the first one collected. Um, I'm sure there are more out there. Just you know got to get to Jurassic Park a little more and find some more. <laughs> uh, but there is one in here. Actually, it's not in here. It's in quarantine. We actually caught him the other day because I didn't like the way he looked.
0: Hold uh, on. How do you catch a fish out of that tank?
1: Two ways. The easiest way is a crab trap wow. that f- folds out uh, like a flat thing. And when you pull and you feed nori in it. And when you pull the string, it closes in a yeah. box. And you, you pull the fish up. And we caught a whole bunch of them like that. The other way is send divers, but sometimes that's not successful. You need two divers. They, they circle around. They're too fast for the nets.
0: Yeah, no, I can only imagine. I mean, you've got, you've got a decent amount of rock in that tank, right? So there's a lot of hiding spots.
1: Yeah, yeah they, just, they just circle around, and they're too fast for you. Um, so there's one fish in, in there that doesn't exist in nature. It was a, a Poma Labs freak experiment. Oh, really? It wasn't even an experiment. It was an accident. They had a, they kept a blue line, some blue lines in with some conspics, and this weird baby popped up. And it's a hybrid blue line conspic, and it's the only one of its kind. And
0: you've got it uh, ready to rock and roll.
1: It's, it's, it was in a time for two years, and, and it was being bothered by this. Even though I couldn't see the dots, I can see it was swimming in the flow and swimming a little weird. So I pulled it, and it's in chloroquine phosphate in the back, doing just fine.
0: Wow, that's incredible!
1: And then there's a whole bunch of personalis angles in here from Hawaii, which I love keeping.
0: Well, um, it, it, it's obvious in terms of that fish collection. Now, I didn't see. Is, did, did I? Um, did I miss them? Maybe. Are there a lot of Antheus in that tank, or no? There are a lot. A okay. lot. Okay.
1: A lot. Which, which is, you know, when you, when you think about what do you have to do just in case if you have to medicate this system, we have a plan. You can either remove the fish or remove the coral. Yeah. Okay? But you would still have to use chloroquine phosphate and not copper. And the antheus can't deal with the chloroquine, so you'd have to get the amphias out and treat them separately anyway. So that's something that 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 uh, you know, along with the urchins and the snails, and you you'd be you'd be, go, you'd be go diving for you know critters probably for for days. Probably. Yeah,
0: and and so, how many pounds of rock do you have in that tank? Would you say
1: twenty thousand pounds of marker rock?
0: Thousand pounds of Marco rock. Whoa, that's uh, that's a lot of rock. So you would have to take the rock out too, because if you do that kind of medication,
1: you can't even do that. They're c- cemented.
0: Oh, really? So I mean,
1: you can take you can take a small boulder from the bottom, but the main structure is cemented.
0: Um. So Hondo eight nine eight is uh, asking, "Mind talking about the results of the recent fish ick tests?"
1: Yeah. One fish vet came here and said CryptoKaren, and Yeltsin went to drive about six fish to TSM today. Today, Got back, and I got a report that it looks like CryptoKaren or some sort of ciliate. Uh, Like, at, at that point, whatever. Like, if it's some weird... It looks like a very strange looks like a smaller species. It looks like a different kind of species egg. which, you know, I was worried about this Tahitian bug or whatever, There's a new bug around a silly. Yep. copper-resistant. But, I mean, at the end of the day, what's the difference? I'm going to manage this thing. I'm going to put the new UV bulbs in. We're feeding it metro. We're feeding the fish metro a big cake every day, um, 10% metro. I don't know if it's doing anything. Peroxide, the diatom, the ozone, the UV bulbs will be here um, within days. It doesn't look like it's spreading. Just, you know, just managing this thing. And and we don't know at this point whether at this point in in the future everything in the back is held now without without adding a new fish in. That would be stupid. I'd get get transmission right away. Um, so everything in the back is, is being, uh, held There's black tanks back there. Like that would be the, the dumbest thing I did. We're debating whether or not we actually want to take this water and expose the fish in the back to build up an immunity, even if we had to treat it. And so it no longer becomes a sterile quarantine. It becomes a managed situation. Right. And we'll figure that out as we go along.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a pretty big undertaking, though, Andrew.
1: It it does, but, you know, (sighs) so they get some dots, and and if they start doing poorly, I'll just just dump some chloroquine and phosphate in there and treat them. Um,
0: So another thing that um, we should talk about in terms of the system and the way it's all set up and, you know, you've got the quarantine process and and you've got— you know a very intricate system in terms of all the different equipment but is there anything that you would have done differently in terms of the design of this uh system and the tank two years down the road
1: and that's about the amount of time it took to sort of realize what what we could have done differently so so there wasn't enough mechanical at first uh the sand filter only goes through about a third of the... A third goes through the sand filter, a third of the flow, and a third goes through the skimmers. But, you know, we were talking about adding... Um, what are those things called? They use them in koi ponds. Uh, uh, with, the, with, the, with the metal uh, that spins... Uh, uh, I, no, it's like a... I'll get the name of it. But, but so we added a bunch of pool filters... On a loop, like yep. I told you, um, cartridges, supplemental. The, the one big thing that we sort of deal with now is flow.
0: And I'm assuming you've got closed loops in that tank?
1: Closed loops, and that's one of the mistakes I think we made. So we have the closed loop made so that we could change intakes and outtakes, make them either way and close some off. I mean, I get fish and stuff stuck in there sometimes. But um, half of them are intakes and half of them are outtakes. Uh What we should have done is drilled the fiberglass in the back and just had that as the intake and had all the closed loop as outtake. And We think we could have doubled the closed loop. Gotcha. That's one thing. And then the other thing is because the way the reef is set up, the place where you would put external pumps on, like those big, I don't know if you've seen the big the biz pumps, yeah. those yeah, jet yeah. engines. You've yep. seen them, right? And they come with that, and they come with smaller size. It's like semi-private jet pumps. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the only place to really put them out of sight is the back, on the back wall. And it doesn't do much... Blowing on the reef. It needs to be hit from the front or the sides. So we're talking about building robotic arms that actually come down an hour or two a day and then go back up and blow stuff up. And and we we don't know how else to do it. Like, it's just no other way of doing it.
0: Just to kind of like flush them to try to soft the bottom?
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, we also have... um, we have uh, this uh, valve, surge valve system that goes on a few hours a day, but it takes from the other intakes, outtakes. So it's changing things up, but we think we, we, uh, maybe that should have been a separate dedicated pump for those surge valves so it doesn't take away. That actually blows water on the reef from the Got and, and these are the things that, like, you think about now and you say, gee, maybe if I pulled all the fish, God forbid, I had to do that and load the water, maybe you would do these things.
0: Yeah, where would you put the fish? I mean, do you have a swimming pool? Maybe you could uh, empty the pool and uh, <laughs> put the fish in there in the summertime temporarily. And
1: the- I would use the 2500 upstairs, which is empty. and We would get it running for the time being, you know, like uh, not automated. I would use the quarantine systems and Jonathan's got like uh, some pools in, in a warehouse also in Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been offered by T. I, I, p- that would not be an issue. The, the issue is, could you pull them all without leaving some little silly sand goby or something in the tank and really have it fallow?
0: Right. Yeah, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I don't know. Um, it, it, uh, it, it, it's really pretty mind blowing in terms of the, um, uh, you know, all, all the different variables that you got going on there. I mean, I, I think about, you know, my, uh, my reef tanks, so I got a 187 gallon tank, I got a 225 gallon tank. And if I ever had to pull like water out of that tank and rock and all that stuff, I mean, I'd be stressing out big time. I can only imagine with 17,000 gallons. Uh, in terms of doing something like that, that that would just be a a job that would 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 take a a uh, a team of people
1: it's a it's a couple of it it, it would be several dives and several people and it would, and nothing happens in a in a tank like it's like turning the titanic you can't like the iceberg's coming and and you can't move <laughs> okay and so everything needs to be planned and um you know, we got backup plans for the backup plans, but still, it, it, it would require a lot of hours. And a, we think it may take it would take two weeks to maybe empty the coral and and, and fish in this tank. We weeks. may have to medicate the fish and like like sedate them.
0: Right, that would be a lot of stress for the fish to go through. Um, yeah, folks, yeah. feel free to uh, drop your uh, questions in the in the chat here while we uh, we're talking with Andrew and and also we have uh we have almost hundred and twenty people watching live right now and only thirty two likes so if you're digging what you're uh, watching hit that like button so more people can uh can find us on the uh on the live stream
1: hit that like hit button. the like
0: smash that like button smash it um how big is your sump how many gallons
1: um it can hold 2,500. We're running it at about 2,100. Um, once in a while, if we have a real, a real power outage and, and, and it's a long period of time, I, I, will, I will have a little, uh, a little overflow into some of the French drains. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason why we do that is because we actually have a slight micro bubble issue right now. So if I, run, if I ran the, the sump a little lower, like it was supposed to, i get too many micro-bubbles in the tank. So we run it a little higher. It's not a big deal. The, the generators kick in. It rarely happens. And if it does, it's a few hundred gallons of salt, and it's just like a little water change. Oh,
0: my gosh. All right, we got some comments and some questions here in the chat. Uh, Bert Minshew, you need some underwater rumbas. Uh, reefer girl, hey, Cindy.
1: Yeah, we, we, we we're talking about cameras, underwater cameras, and and, and that kind of stuff, 360s, um, and live streams. Yeah, you don't have category. a live stream on that tank? No, I was sort of waiting to get more coral. I, I've been sort of letting the Picasso sort of still coloring in the, the, <laughs> you know, with the paintbrush.
0: Yeah, a lot, you got to get all... You-
1: I mean, I have six vats of coral ready to go that are now holding up until January, like the, the, the amount of coral I and mean, then assuming this parasite's fine and we're ready to go, the amount of coral on this tank will double by by mid-January.
0: You're just kind of holding back in terms of the uh, the fish situation.
1: I got to know what I'm yeah. dealing with and whether this thing stabilizes yeah. and, and so
0: makes just, total sense. Nothing's happening. Yeah, it makes there. total sense.
1: Why go add coral if I have to go take it out?
0: So Cindy Reef Girl is uh, saying, I'm only doing 600 gallons and there are still things I have no clue how I'm going to handle. D.C. Lee, 1864 pound, would one of the big water trough work to create flow when it fills and dumps water in to create movement like the ones you see in the giant aquarium? So I guess some sort of surge uh, device.
1: I don't have enough height. I don't have enough height above the tank to do it.
0: Oh, to to have the... uh,
1: you would need you need like sort of a a tower or something that you know boom.
0: right yeah well what, what, what's above the tank
1: lights and and ceiling and, and I mean
0: in, in terms outlet. of the next level of the uh, the house what do you got uh, you got living space up there right. Oh,
1: uh- my foyer, or something yeah. like All that. Yeah. All right. Well, upstairs. bust
0: through the uh, ceiling there, Andrew, and uh, he's yeah, got yeah, a yeah. nice little uh, surge <laughs> device coming <laughs> through the foyer.
1: Well, you know, if we put a separate pump on those on those surges I talked about in the back, I could have the same the same the same thing basically, and they're on the four, five, six hours a day. And it really flushes the the corals out, also. But again, it takes it takes from somewhere else.
0: Andrew, it, it is obvious to me that you have a uh, a big passion for this hobby. I mean, is that an understatement that uh, this is something that you're incredibly passionate about?
1: I, I've i always been a, you know, go big or go home guy <laughs> about everything I've done. Everything. B- business, the intensity, very competitive. Uh, I take things personally. Um, I, I, I'm i have a you know this perfectionist personality it's 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 kind of a curse too right because it makes you sort of not stop yeah right so it's it's it got me to where i, I am today but it's There are drawbacks. <laughs>
0: it's it's true with with reef keeping. It it is like you know you've got that that the all reef keepers I think have that kind of similar trait in terms of you know you have this vision you want to kind of um, get the tank to us
1: recreate recreate something of nature. Yes, right.
0: you want to you want to have that awesome slice of the ocean in your house, and you've you've done that. I mean, you've done that. I mean, you you look at that tank behind you, and it uh, you know it looks like you're on a dive out someplace. Um, you know, and, 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 and that's gotta be an incredible, uh, thing to be able to, to see every single day that you walk by that thing.
1: When I, when I look, Keith, when I look at the construction pictures and the videos now, and you can go to my YouTube, there's, uh, there's, uh, under construction, there's a, something called the big build. You know, we, we basically took the time-lapse for six years, right? So it's not like a could video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there are pictures when I look at those pictures now. If I wasn't at the age and the stage of life that I was in at that point, there was no way I would do it again. Zero. Change. I look at it now. I, I think I was absolutely nuts.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you, you bit off a lot there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think just um, in, in terms of what you've created it, it's uh, it's probably uh, a one of a kind in terms of a, uh, a personal aquarium in, in a home. I mean, have you even, um, you know, seen anything bigger, heard anything bigger in terms of an in-house uh, aquarium?
1: I mean, Bill Juan's got 20,000. Oh, he's
0: got you beat then.
1: He does in a display, but I, but I think I have 35 around the house. So I think I might be the number one in around with, with just the saltwater. You know, total of
0: total. Total, uh, total volume.
1: <laughs> total gowns. Yeah. Um, no, there's nobody else. I, nobody else tried this crazy thing. Um, it'd be a lot easier to buy a painting and, and, you know, and, and, and put it up than
0: this. What, what about, talk about the maintenance on this thing. So you've got help, right. In terms of the maintenance of the, uh, of the tank and, and you've got people that actually go into that tank on a regular basis to dive, right. To perform maintenance. Talk talk yeah, to us about and, what you do, and, 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 and just in terms of what's goes invo- in, involved in terms of maintenance of that tank.
1: Um, so uh, I have Yelson full time, and he's doing skimmers and reactors and carbons and scrubbing and cleans the glass with these huge magnets. By the way,
0: how thick is the glass?
1: The mic- four inch acrylic. Four inch acrylic. And they're the mighty mag, I think number 13. And you definitely don't want to have your fingers <laughs> trapped between those. I actually got a pair stuck and I called the company and they told me to toss them.
0: Oh, really? You can't get them
1: apart. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> yikes. No, no. So, uh, cleaning the glass is relatively easy, believe it or not. Like those magnets just you know they move around pretty, pretty easy. We do it twice a week. Um, <laughs> changing those cartridges in the pool filter every four or five days. Uh, carbon, you know, once a month in the reactor. We also keep running passively in the sump. A GFO, that, the GFO reactor is humongous. It's uh, seven feet tall. We use 10 buckets a row of us in it. And it opens with bolts. That you need to, like, it's not the screw kind. You got to, like, use a tool and then get the stuff out and then re-rinse. And I don't know if you know what roller flask looks like. It's yeah. pretty gross. And, and 10 buckets of it is even grosser. <laughs> it, 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 it takes two men a half a day to, to do GFO. Two a little- men
0: a half a day. Wow. Wow.
1: Uh, we do drip lithium occasionally. We have a IV drip, basically, um, in the sump. But the bags get um, so clogged so fast, the 5-micron bags. We've tried to inject it into um, the pool filter and actually saw worse results. We actually had some tanks flip oh, out of it. And I don't know if that's because it's under pressure as opposed to not pressure but if i drip it it works um what else uh maintenance water changes and backwash it's a lot of computer work but you know the, the 5000 gallon vat's got to be filled with ro ro that takes half a day it's uh Huge fifty-pound bags of sodium chloride and magnesium yep. sulfate, and a lot of liquid to dump yep. in there. And then the rest is computerized. Up. <clears throat>
0: and and uh, who's who's uh, who's managing the computer um, programming? Is that somebody you also have um, that handles that?
1: Jo- Jonathan Jonathan in conjunction with the with the code guy.
0: Gotcha. Sounds like you've got like a whole mainframe computer just dedicated to that uh, system.
1: When I open the cabin and people think I'm mining Bitcoin. <laughs>
0: what, about, um, what about testing? You know, uh, water testing. Do you do ICP testing?
1: That's a sore Uh-oh. subject. I, 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 well, I'm i not going to get into it, but I actually own an ICP machine. Oh, you do? I do, but it's not hooked okay. up yet.
0: Missing some parts. <laughs> missing some parts. <laughs>
1: I am. Um, And frankly, given the parasite outbreak, it's sort of the last of my concerns right now. We we send out to to, uh, Triton uh, once a month. Anyway, we dose. What am I dosing? So I'm dosing um, Reef Trace from Seachem, and they calculate the amount I I, I, I need. I can't do the uh, Andre Moonshine or one-at-a-time thing in a tank like this. No. So just no. can't do it. Uh, Bob makes me separate potassium and magnesium. And we do have to add that, uh, particularly with the cough wash, so the magnesium gets drained a little bit. Yep. Uh, so we add maybe a five gallons of magnesium every two weeks. Um... Uh, and we send the ICP samples out, and, and frankly, everything has been good. I mean, there was some time in the beginning we came back with some tin and some metals, and um, we found the source. It was actually in the pool filter. There was a metal band that was rusting yeah. a little bit. We we changed it to titanium or stainless, and and then we absorbed it, and it, it has not been the problem at all since. Um, it's really just changing the GFO, doing the back washes. It's, it's sort of, you know, every inch I drop the tank is about 900 gallons to 1,000 gallons. So, you know, 4,000 is not that much. It's like just like this right. much.
0: What um what is a what is a diver doing in that tank in terms of maintenance? What are they like just trying to suck up detritus? Are they um just t- tending
1: but we blow we blow we blow rock. Yep. Um we blow, you know with a pump just basically blowing detritus. We fluff up the sand a little bit. We um, she goes in to place corals.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine you need some awfully long arms to go in and put corals into that tank, right? So you need, uh, you need to go diving unless you have some sort of long tongs you could use to put in there. No, but, no, yeah. no,
1: no, no. It needs to be dive. And somebody has to be on the outside of the tank guiding her because she doesn't have the same visibility as we have. So we have hand signals, you know, rotate this. You know, we basically have all these hand signals um, we talk about where each piece is going to roughly go beforehand, and then she glues it down and, and leaves. And then usually a day or two later, something falls. <laughs>
0: you got to get the diver and, back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, unless you can, you know, we have hooks and uh, we have big poles that with hooks and nets we could sometimes scoop up without. Have diving. you ever
0: uh, ever gone diving in that tank?
1: So. The answer is everybody else has been in this tank besides me, <laughs> including my kids. And my oh, life.
0: yes.
1: And the reason is I'm working all day and somebody needs to direct while they're yeah. in. And now with the coral, I, I see what Michelle does. She's a little girl. She's jumping around. there's much more agile. I, I'm not, I would be knocking that. corals <laughs> now. So, it, you know, it's it, it's – a lot of jumping around without without knocking corals down.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'd admit.
1: And like I told you, I want to be the sideline coach. I, I, I'm. Um, I, I'm done. I'm, the athlete days are done.
0: You're the one calling in the plays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Directing the team. I'll
1: never get another hand infection, and I won't have a broken back with a ladder.
0: Will that happen?
1: Oh, not broken, but you know, disc surgery. Yeah.
0: Ooh, ouch. Um. Just looking at some more of the uh, the comments here and questions, uh, Andrew. I don't want to I don't want to keep you too much uh, too much longer, but um, I uh, I did have a couple more questions for you and folks. If if you want to um, drop some questions again in the uh, in the chat, please do sure. so. What? Um, so, in terms of the equipment, right? It's a whole different ball game for you because this is really a uh, this is not a a hobby grade type of setup this is like industrial, a commercial, industrial
1: this, grade stuff industrial, like when i go to the shows and Macna uh, whatever there's there's 0. 0.0 that applies to me
0: I'd, I'd imagine what how do you keep on top of like the new technology stuff that that might apply to your setup i mean is that something that you lean on your uh, your experts your your consultants yeah to uh to kind of yeah. guide you on
1: yeah, I mean, you know, good relationship with MRCs. Good, you know, like, yes, and and and, and we're friendly with the, the public aquarium people that give us advice.
0: What um, What kind of big things have you guys learned from the public aquariums that um, really were very helpful?
1: Well, I mean, these lights that we're using, the max spec. Commercials. Joe tested them on on his system first, and he had hair light, and, and and his corals grew great with them. So so we knew they worked. Uh, that that's probably a huge one right there. Well, wow. uh, the lighting system. In fact, we're yeah. so we like light the lights so much, and what they're doing to the corals that we're thinking not thinking We made a decision to use them up at the twenty five hundred upstairs but just run them at 20, 30% wow. instead of hundy. And so we have interchangeable parts and, and have redundancy. I, I, don't, I don't need different lightings. I want to be able to move things around. Something breaks, take from here and there.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, it, 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 yeah. it almost sounds like that's, some, that's maybe possibly the way that uh, other public aquariums should be going in terms of that lighting setup and not have to worry about uh, metal halide technology.
1: Y- yeah. I mean, the, the metal halides work, and there's probably nothing prettier than, than you know, a radium twenty k ball. Like you know, it's spectacular, as you know. But you know, you could create glitter lines with kessel. Like there's other ways around it now. Um, and in this case, you know, we really had no choice. We didn't have the clearance.
0: Um, in, in terms of the corals, Andrew, you're, um, <laughs> Bert, Bert Minch, you Minshew um, made a kind of a funny comment, I think, put an SPS frag in there and you will need a full-size telescope to find it. No video with iPhone. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that you're not really going to be putting a lot of frags in a tank like that, that you're really trying to put maricultured or wild colonies into that uh, tank, right?
1: So, so Keith, you, you've done... Several, I watched them last night, so I, I know. You've done several uh, guys, Sanjay and Jake in particular, the old school guys that like, I don't get this little stick thing. I yeah. don't get it. Um, and because everybody else is into it, I am being offered more tank breakdowns and huge colonies than I ever imagined. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, literally, I get people, Eric, Eric Charland and, and, and Jason get like you, you can't believe what I just saw and and, and and I haven't ordered one piece of custom yet
0: because you're, getting, I mean, you're that's, getting
1: that's crazy. The, the growers they want to make room for for a little name th- yeah whatever you, you had the, you had the videos on it. It's worked to my benefit. I'll take the huge piece of Montes and big pieces of Stylos any day. And in this tank, that's all I want.
0: Well, I got a couple of large
1: colonies. Let them go. I
0: got a giant tub Stiletto Monty. You got to have if you want. (laughs) I
1: I love taking Monty's. I know know my butterflies don't eat them.
0: (laughs) There you go. They're not munching on them. Are you? um, How? How are you? Are you worried about pests? You know. You know, hitchhiking, like aqua-weeding flatworms. I mean, that's something that's very, very difficult to uh, prevent when you're bringing in colonies. You know, obviously yeah. you've got a coral QT system, so you can uh, watch so we, stuff. We,
1: we dip, and we set up a cleaning station, one of my vats, with a bunch of heiress, um and copper bands and clines. And so we have the ability... To go fishless, and I quarantine those fish, so I know they're good. Yeah, we have the ability to go there first, or go there second, and then go fishless. Uh, it's something we'll we'll we're gonna do more of. Uh, we see Aptasia burn it off. If I'm if I'm suspect, I have a forty gallon little thing with a bunch of peppermint shrimp in it where you put the coral in. So so we're trying, but yeah, it's it's not it's.
0: I mean, Sanjay, you know, said it, um, I don't think it it might not have been on the last live stream he was on. It might've been the one before. It's like, you know what, you're going to get pests. And, and, um, there's certain types of pests that you could just, uh, live with. You know, he, um, he was talking about how he's got acro weeding flatworms and sometimes you'll see it pop up on a colony here or there. And, uh, you know, so I think it's, it's it's just it's a reality, you know. Obviously, you can you can prevent that sort of thing from getting into a much smaller system, but when you've got like a large system, or if you're just putting frags in and you're you're dipping, sometimes you know the eggs will get by and you won't see some,
1: it. some of these pieces come on huge boulders, and there might be a little amtasia in the boulder, like you know in some nook. You, 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 I mean, on on a
0: system like yours, you're relying basically on natural predators to try to manage problems. You know, you're not you're not really going to be sitting there with the F uh, Aptasia, you know, thing and have your diver going around and and, uh, uh, you know, zapping Aptasia.
1: We we try we try to do it in the vat when we see it. I mean, you know, we we do, but it's not something that um, like I worry about more about fish parasites right at this moment and and something really bad like a you know uranium, velvet like a, that, you know that that keeps me up at night
0: yeah no you've got a prized uh fish collection right. have have you had to deal with any uh, like ugly phases with that tank you know you said the tank's 2 yeah. years old i mean any yeah, uh like yeah, cyano yeah, or something yeah yeah uh yeah,
1: yeah. we did because um this is a long story but i had a party for uh my high school reunion, the party planners said, you got to get fish in it. We rushed it. I knew that the fish weren't fully all quarantined. My quarantine system they wasn't even up and ready yet. So I took whatever I could get, and I knew there was a good chance 30 days later I was going to get hit with something. I did chloroquine phosphate, the display tank in 30 days. Then I went hypo, killed the algae for a long time. Then with the diatom filter, you sometimes you get silicates. From diatom powder getting in the water, so we went through an ugly brown stage until you get all the urchins in there, and uh, it seems to be just now we're growing big coraline uh, spots around. Just now.
0: Well, yeah, That's, um, so you know sometimes you go through those kind of phases with with the with a certain tank, but I would imagine a tank that uh, that size that it can be just super super tough to try to get. Through a situation, you know, if you've got cyan and you're going to try to use some chemicals to get rid of it and whatnot, I mean, that's that's uh, we just
1: blow it, we go in, we get in there and just you know, literally take a one of those humongous jet engines and in a in a uh pool what do you call it, pool hose, you know, and just Michelle gets in there, just, <laughs>
0: man, manual uh, removal is one of the most uh, important ways to get uh, you know, rid of stuff like that, so. I, I,
1: Change the diatom filters and the and the cartridges before she does those dives and a day or two after to remove it, all that stuff and, 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 and so it's gone it. And backwash the sand filter twenty four hours after those dives too.
0: Did uh did you ever have dinos on that tank? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. some
1: brown stuff. I you know, know whether it was, was dinos or yeah, yeah. Of course.
0: Yeah, everybody um, seems to have that uh, these days.
1: Especially with the, with the dead Marco rock. Um, yeah. Especially with that. Uh, especially with me losing the algae twice already before. I mean, I went through six months where I was medicating and, and, and hypoing. And you lose it, and then it goes back again. And then it, it turns brown first again. So, yeah, I mean, and then you see pictures, old videos, and you're like, I can't believe how brown the rock was. Yeah. Can't believe it.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a lot of rock. 20,000 pounds, you said? (laughs) Um, What did you guys do to cycle that tank?
1: Ammonia chloride.
0: Ammonia chloride. And how long did it uh, take to cycle?
1: Well, the first time it was interrupted by a leak. I told you. I mean, we, we were basically done. And then we started to see water spew out and had the manufacturer come back and literally strip the tank, re-sand, re and repaint. Oh, my gosh. That was a three-month, four-month setback. But I don't know. The cycle, it, was, it wasn't longer than average, a month. You know, the ammonia was fast and the, the trite took a little bit. Of,
0: some patience um three two one reefers asking did you use any bacteria to seed the tank did
1: we i think we did we threw some stuff in there yeah we threw some stuff in
0: there yeah uh scotty damron makes a very nice comment here tell andrew his transparency and passion for reefing is intoxicating and is something i wish more of us reefers would indulge in
1: thank you and and and, uh i love sharing with the hobby and and whether i put a smile on your face or an inspiration or you learn one of those three things is, is my goal.
0: <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think you've, uh, definitely delivered on those, uh, tonight, Andrew, Thank you. what, um, so I'm not going to like ask you what you know, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that wants to start a tank like that? Because that's just not going to be, uh, you know, too feasible for, for anybody else out there, but you do have other tanks in, in the, uh, in the house. You, you just talked about, um, uh, a few times about the 2500 gallon uh, tank you're going to be starting. So you're into the larger tanks. Let's say the 500 gallon to uh, you know, 1000 1500 gallon.
1: I mean, I have two cubes that are 200 each that that deal with rare small fish and they're connected and the sums 200 gallons. So I mean, if the system is 600, that's my smallest. So I, but they're my nanos.
0: I, I, yeah, your nano tanks. <laughs> so obviously you know what you're doing in terms of reef keeping, or else you wouldn't be in the position you're in right now in terms of managing all these tanks. What what kind of advice do you have for people that um, you know kind of want to not get into the hobby, but kind of take it to the next level to to achieve that success? Uh,
1: there's so much information now on the net, and you know you know how, how many hours I used to cruise through threads on Reef Central mm. and 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 and. In those days, and, and not just the questions, like like the answers and, and why. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of free time reading. Um, and, and calling on experts. I mean, I call fish vets all the time. Um, learned a few tricks from a few fish vets on antibiotics that, that have really come in great. The Cipro bath is a wonderful thing. Uh, that I got from our fish vet 75% of the cipro gets absorbed in the body right through the, right through the oh. gut uh, while they're the, the two hours um, it, it's tips like that and, and, and asking questions and, and people ask me the questions and I don't mind except when, when the markets are going crazy and it's between 3 <laughs> o'clock and 4 o'clock and I'm getting messengers like what's on my fish and then I'm like oh my god <laughs> Oh my
0: God. <laughs> that uh yeah you gotta you gotta have some uh some some times kind of set aside for the fish stuff and 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 yeah, for yeah, business yeah. stuff and all that sort yeah, of thing right, right. um <laughs> well louise makes uh videos uh can i come get scuba certified in andrews tanks laugh out loud
1: <laughs> yeah the truth of the matter is uh you can't because um there's no buoyancy issue. We go in with the hose. The, the tank's on top. And so it's, you just get weighed down, and, and you just drop right to the bottom.
0: All right. Sorry about that, Louise. That's not going to be happening. Um, but, right. But um, one last question for you there, Andrew. Any, any uh, We were talking about uh, Paletta and Sanjay and, and, and folks like that. Early on in your reefkeeping career, yeah. any, any of those uh, kind of folks inspired mm-hmm. you? to, uh, you know,
1: all, all of them, if I told you, I, I, I don't know if I tell Sanjay this all the time, like how many light shots I, I memorized on the hairlight bulbs <laughs> on which spectrum from his days when he was posting in Manhattan reefs and, and you know, which bulb did what and mixing, we would mix tens and twenties, whatever.
0: I still uh, have that, that webpage bookmarked
1: you do yeah, huh? i do <laughs> when, when it went led i stopped all of a sudden it became like little targets instead of graphs i don't understand <laughs> it anymore um all those guys uh i used to reef central tank of the month i used to go through them all yeah and, and what are they doing and which ones are different and what is what similarities and and, and I think you had this conversation with, with one of the guys and like there's a standard thing that people do and then there's like different things that people do but at the end of the day you got to get the 75% right Yeah. and then people tweak with the other 25% yeah trace elements, this, that uh, you know the ICP is an interesting thing this new uh, aquabiotic DNA thing
0: yeah, have you uh, have you have you tried that out yet, the Aquabiomics?
1: I um, I was going to, and and I was afraid of chasing ghosts. <laughs> and and I assume, so now I know it's going to show up anyway. So so why bother? It's um... something comes back like uh, a fossil of some some. Thing And you're like, oh, OK, what am I going to do about it? I don't see anything. So I was a little afraid. And, and I went through this with uh, when Triton came out and Eshan, you know, that whole thing started. I actually tested all the salts. All, oh, you did? All on the ice.
0: To kit. see where their uh, baselines were.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I was looking for things like heavy metal. I wasn't looking for... Okay, yeah, I know which ones had calcium and mags and the big three were already known, but I was looking for other things. And one of the things that I caught was was this lithium elevation that a lot of these salts had. And it was basically contaminated magnesium chloride or something that, you know, something was giving lithium in, in the water. And it turns out that Trying to go after that, chasing those numbers down, actually did more harm than, than than good. So I'm I'm a little afraid on the on the on the DNA stuff.
0: Yeah, I I um, Eli uh, sent me a couple of tests. He he's uh, he's the guy that um, owns uh, Aquabiomics, Dr. Eli uh, Meyer. And, and I got a couple of tests yep. and, and it's, and it's, it, you know, definitely the results were, uh, were interesting and I'll, I'll I'm going to try to do a video in terms of my specific results, but it seemed, it yeah. seemed like, um, you know, I had a good, I, I was, I, I had a good balance of bacteria, but I was, I was definitely, um, in terms of the variety, I think I was, I was missing yeah. a specific one that gets zapped by, uh, by UV and,
1: right. and uh, you know, so. I, I thought I mean, I think, I think, uh, I guess it was Mike that was, that you did that interview with that, uh, what was he talking about? He was talking about, uh,
0: I think it, the Vibrio
1: bacteria and, you know, and, and, and different kinds and, and the Vibrio. Yeah. The, you yeah. And STN and RTN. And I've experimented with antibiotics on corals. Um, with the same results as him. Like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Sanjay
0: was skeptical uh, of that uh, sort of thing. He was like, you know,
1: it's a little skeptical. It depends on when you catch it. It depends on, um, depends on a zillion things. I mean, there's a zillion factors. Uh, Julian, I was talking to Julian one time and he actually identified protozoan also in there. And you don't know which came first, the bacteria or the protozoan. So that's another issue uh, on the corals. And um, I do, I do have the ability. I will have the ability to really test this thing out. Somebody's came to me and said, after this thing was done, let's go, let's go do an STN RTN test with some different antibiotics. I'll have the ability to do it.
0: That's pretty cool. And I have
1: more antibiotics. I got. I, I, you can't believe what I'm <laughs> uh pharmacy you're, and kilos and kilos of doxy, erythro, cipros and uh, crazy stuff. Bait injections.
0: Well, I guess uh, if if the uh, if if the, um, the the fish hospitals or whatnot are uh, full then they can be knocking on your door.
1: The fish hospitals are easier than the coral hospitals. Oh, yeah. I think they own The fish hospital is, uh, I, I think they got the fish science down relatively good. Um, the, the coral research needs a lot more in this hobby. There's too many people that just get wiped out and they all bleach out. And,
0: I agree. Um, I mean, there's. Out of nowhere.
1: And you can ruin a whole tank you can ruin a hobby.
0: Yeah, there, there are a lot of unknowns. I mean, the STN, and the RTN events, there's just a lot of mystery there. I think there also needs to be a lot more research done in terms of uh, tank pests, the acro flatworm. It's kind of hard to believe that uh, we haven't figured out a way to, to kill the uh, the eggs uh, at, at this point in time. But, um, you know, hey, I guess there are other things uh, in the world in terms of what science needs to be focused on versus, um, you know, helping us out in this, in this hobby. They, but- they
1: can't figure out the bleaching in the natural ocean. What yeah. are they going to figure it
0: out here? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, stability, alk spikes. Everybody knows Everybody knows what is definite, and then there's the non-definite. Uh, flow as the, as, the, as the pieces get bigger, then the bottom sort of gets shaded. I've seen that a hundred times.
0: You got to be resilient yeah. as a reef keeper. You really do, you know, because um, you go through some mood swings, right? If the yep. tank is looking great then you're feeling great. But, um, if things are kind of going wrong, then, uh, maybe you're not getting as much uh, sleep as you normally do.
1: The, the amount of humility you need in this, in this hobby is huge because things go wrong fast.
0: Yes, they do. Um, Scotty Damron, please tell Andrew we're grateful he took the time to be the, um, the host. And such so an amazing wrapping with Bump show. I'm pleasure. Um, Thanks. Andrew, anything else you wanted to say as we wrap it up? Any, uh, any final
1: words? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep plugging away and keep sharing with you guys. And, and, you know, I'm going through an experience here with you. Um, this is something that, that uh, the industrial stuff and, and, and doing this is, is – is, never done it before. I, the biggest system – what was the other system we ran – 1200 gallons, 1300 before this. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so this is all, this is new to me. Um, and and I'm still learning and, and, and I'm trying to get a bigger rudder on the Titanic. So I can make some faster (laughs) turns, which, which is an issue. But, uh, it's my pleasure to, 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 uh, share with the hobby. And, and again, I'll take a smile, I'll take an inspiration and and I'll take a uh uh I learn from you. Any of the three if if it's on my my gravestone I'm if those three things were on I'm I'm very happy.
0: Those are some great words. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to end it with uh, one uh, comment that I think I'll put a smile on your face in the chat here, Johnny E, I want a stock pick so I can build a 17,000 gallon tank. <laughs> You don't have to I'm answer. You don't a, have to answer I'm that to, question.
1: I'm doing. I'm doing a significantly more shorting than I am buying stocks right now. I think this market is a casino. I think uh, there are things going on at the retail level, and I don't really want to get into it. But <laughs> you know who the, who you are at. Whether you're AMC apes or or your crypto guys, there, there there's a greed factor that's insane. Um, household wealth in the market as a percentage of assets is at 1929 levels right now. Th- there are things that are very bothersome, and I think the more exciting thing is shorting, but I don't recommend it for people that don't have experience. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are going to get cut in half in the next year, year and a half.
0: Uh, you know, you didn't have to answer that question, but I, uh, but I did. You did. I'm
1: passionate about it.
0: Yeah, it and it shows, and it shows, and I appreciate the candor, and I think everybody else is uh, taking some notes right now. And uh, yeah, don't do it unless you have experience doing it, though, right? Yeah. Um. All right. So folks can find uh, Andrew also on YouTube. You've got your own YouTube channel uh, called Andrew Sandler, right? And you're yeah, I do. I do. You're uh, you're also on Instagram as uh, the username is um, Andrew Sandler. Two, yeah. And Andrew Andrew two. Yeah.
1: I do. And I'm not sure why the Instagram grows so much faster than the other ones. Like, it's to me, it's the least informative. But I, I guess people like to just go, go like, 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 and they don't want to watch long <laughs> videos. But then my YouTube people say, longer videos, please. So I, I'm not sure exactly why these things happen.
0: And you got to check out um... – Andrew's YouTube channel, because I think um, every now and then you put just uh, like a, a video with an awesome, like classic rock song behind it. And and uh, so you can rock out watching the once, uh, once a week, once a week,
1: once a week on Fridays. And uh, my biggest concern on that is
0: copyright. I've
1: done I've done this two years, two or three songs a week. I think I may have go- gone through the best songs of all time already. And I'm worried about I have to repeat yeah. And, and by the way, I stay up long nights looking for songs. I go through the Billboard charts of the '70s and the '80s, and and you know what I'm missing, and th- that's a whole other that's a whole other thing.
0: That's a must-see Reef TV right there. And uh, I yeah. want to I want to thank uh, Rashid from Stories Reef for that super yep. chat. Very generous yep. man. The comment is that Reef Bum Keith, great stuff, man. Thank you for continuing to bring all of these great guests. This is a priceless for us to all continue to learn from and, and we appreciate that. And Rashid, thank you so much again for the, um, for the help yeah. in terms of the video clips. Um, check out uh, Rashid Stories Reef on YouTube as well as uh, on Instagram. He's got an awesome uh, tank himself there that uh, you could follow. Yeah. So um, thanks again, Rashid, really appreciate that. All right, folks, so that's going to do it for this show. I want to give uh, my sincere mm-hmm. thanks to Andrew for being a guest on today's live, live stream.
1: Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Keith. I yep. appreciate it. It was really very enjoyable. Yep.
0: And I also want to thank the sponsors, Bulk Reef Supply and Ecotech Marine, for um, supporting the show and for all you folks tuning in and watching you um if you have any more questions for uh for andrew you could always reach out to his uh, social media channels yeah yeah
1: yeah messaging me whatever Passing just not between three and four <laughs> when, the, uh, <laughs> when the fed is speaking
0: yeah <laughs> um also the uh all, all episodes of wrapping with reap bummer available as podcast now on spotify apple podcast google Podcasts, and stitcher And my next live stream i'm taking next week off the next live stream is going to be uh, Thursday, December 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with my buddy Chris Meckley from ACI Aquaculture. Should be another great show. Please tune in. Andrew, take it easy, man. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll, uh, see you next time.